Hello everyone, I'm Ben Irving, one of the lead producers on Anthem, and you're listening to the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 58 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-hosts, Mike, Devin, and JD. And guys, listening to the intro, is it, do like you strap into your javelin, or do you just get like inside the javelin? Because I don't know if there's like any buckles or straps or anything. You just kind of get inside of it, and it closes around you. So would you strap into it? So what sounds better? Get into your javelin. Let's get ready to go. I think strapping. <laughs> okay, strapping works. <laughs> what about step into your javelin? Could you step into it? Could you dive into it? Step up to the javelin. Slide into your javelin. You that sounds a little creepy all, all though. I know, <laughs> all I know is you gotta take your shoes off first, as we discussed in the much earlier episode. But they didn't. Or we don't even know if there are shoes. I have I have claustrophobic feet. I would not do well. Those are part of their feet. They don't have feet. They're they're just, they're just boots. <laughs> Guys, this is episode Sorry, JD, you just gotta get in there, man. You gotta you got something to say, you gotta get in. We'll roll right over you if you don't here. Yes, they will. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna keep going okay, then. Just go. <laughs> this is episode fifty-eight of the Freelancer Codex Podcast, the longest running anthem focused podcast on the internet. Guys, there is only one hundred and twenty-one days until the launch of Anthem. That is fast. There's only 114 days. If you pre-order the game, you get a 10-hour trial on Xbox and PC. Or if you get um, Origin Access Premiere on PC, you get to play the game a whole week early. That's insane. 114 days away. The demo releases in 100 days. I mean, this has got to be like sweat, panic, crunch mode over in Texas and over in Edmonton. Because this is... man. Pretty soon, like, <laughs> when are we going to go gold? We're going to go gold probably at the end of December, and they're going to start printing discs to send out to, you know, retailers. That's fast. And then after that, we're going to have, like, the 40-gig patch on day one that's going to come out. I don't know about going gold in December. but I mean, usually you go gold, what, two months before, you know, the game gets released? That's kind it of like depends. the time frame? Uh, in the past, it was like a month. So, I don't know. Like, Battlefield went gold... Last uh, last Friday, it comes out next month. So, well, either way, I mean that's that's not a lot of time. So it's we're kind of we're getting down there. This is like man, this is you're you're the you're the kid circling the Christmas book, trying to figure out what you want for Christmas and getting all excited about it. I guess that's an analogy or whatever. All right, guys, there's been a lot of going on. Has it been in the Christmas books? Has it been in the Christmas books? I don't think yeah. the Christmas catalog has been released yet. I think we have to get past Black Friday catalogs before we get to Christmas catalogs. We got targets already. Well, maybe I'll you have should to check. You should go I'll run over, grab it, it, and leaf through it and see if Anthem. Well, Anthem wouldn't be in there because it's not going to be out before Christmas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you'd have things like Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, Battlefield, and Black Ops. Those are the things that would be in the Christmas thing. So Don't worry you, about us. Yeah. We'll be here. Just <laughs> We've only been doing this for 58 episodes, but you know, whatever. Yes, we have. Guys, How the heck have we been doing this for 58 episodes? Devin, With a lot and a lot, never and a lot me, never of caffeine. Me. 
<laughs> Devin, you've been asked this question multiple times. What do you how usually can... tell people when they ask you, how can you possibly talk about this game for this many hours before it's released? Yes, the game does come out on the PlayStation 4. It comes out... <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's like keep asking me the same question. Don't bother to look things up. Okay. Don't bother to look so it what, up. So what do you tell them when someone asks you? You post you post our what you post the podcast yeah. on Reddit all the time and someone inevitably someone always says, "How have you guys been doing this for this long?" What's your answer to them? I say we love talking about Anthem and we've been doing it since the very first announcement. So, uh we've been doing this for a long time and lots of information, little information. We're here uh, almost every week, and uh, we just enjoy talking about this. Once we're getting to the game, you know, it's gonna be—I don't know—that's gonna be a weird, you know, once the game actually comes out of how the podcast is gonna transition because we won't be right. like, I wonder what this is gonna be. I mean, what we have this and this, but now we're—I mean—we're not gonna be wondering anymore. I guess we'll wonder about DLC and those kind of things, but I mean, there'll still be story things to talk about. There'll be weapon, mm-hmm. you know builds strongholds you know what path did you take but you're right it's going to be something where it's like well we've been doing this for so long with all this speculation and now the game is finally out how do you pivot and focus the show now so transition so really it's going to be you guys are going to have to step up and doing a lot more work than you're doing now so i don't have to be doing all the work all the time on this that's really what's what that boils down to so jd's gonna have to step up so and and that was my thought you always want a leader takes credit for everything well that's that was my thing i'm like well the game's gonna be out so how much time are you gonna actually spend wanting to prepare a podcast when you could actually be playing the game you've been you know talking about for hundreds of hours so i think we'll they'll see still be goes. i mean yeah depending on what they have for us activity wise weekly you know daily that kind of stuff and i mean we'll definitely be able to have a lot of stuff to talk about and you know that's the plan, anyway. If there's one thing that we can do, we can just drone on about nothing for a very long time and not even getting to the topics that we need to talk about, right? I mean, we're pretty good We're at experts that. at that. We it's are like the beginning of every episode of our podcast. It, I know. We have this plan, <laughs> and then Steve takes us like somewhere else, and we're talking the about derailers, brother. Uh, yeah. Derails the back. Yeah. It, it's, almost like, it's almost like that's exactly what we're doing right now. So, And then JD is going to be like just waiting to hit that button so he can chime in here. I was like, JD, dude, if you got something to say, man, you just push the button and get in there. If not, we're like we're like trains just going to roll over or grab it. Speaking of grab it, there's ah, – do we call it yes, an event? Do we call it – what do we call it? What do we call whatever's it's a community, going on? a community – a fun community event, right? It's a fun community event that William from Your Anthem, friend of the show – I guess we can call him a friend. Is he a friend? I don't know. I mean, he he's showed up one time. show? Of course Okay, we'll I mean, call him a friend of the show. I, he's certainly not an enemy. Eh, keep your enemies closer. If he's not closer. the TRA side, then he is. The enemy. All right, so there's a community <laughs> event going on where we're 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 all dividing ourselves up into teams. Whether you're pro Gravit or you're anti Gravit, I mean, is, I think that's the stance that the people that don't like Gravits are taking is that they should be wiped off the face of the planet that Anthem is on. Um, mm-hmm. Is is that really like the stance that you're taking, Devin? That all Gravits should be should go away. I'm not saying they all have to go away, but, uh, you know, they're not friendly. And they're not cuddly. They're five feet tall, and they want to kill you. So they might look nice from a distance. Well, I don't know if they not. want to kill you. Anytime we've seen a Grabbit in any of the videos. Everything outside the wall wants to kill you, Steven. I understand, yeah. but anytime we've seen a Grabbit outside, um, they just run away from us. We don't, we've never even shot at them. They just run away. Are so. they, well, yeah. I mean, and there's, and there's big, multiple. You know, exosuits. 
and javelins, you know. So well, I guess I guess my the counter to that would be it's like why are you going to go outside of the ball without an exosuit on anyway? I mean, if you're going to do that and you get eaten by a grabbit, I mean, kind of asking for it. Fault. Yeah, that's your own fault. I you, wonder if they have you know. Um, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. <laughs> and, and nice. He's out there coming to Oh, I'm sneaking up on the rabbit. Can you do can you do an Australian uh Steve Irwin we real quick? Had ben do that. And here we can see a typical average rabbit just hiding out there in the mist. We're gonna slowly approach it and grab it by the tail. Tails. <laughs> Tails. Make sure you grab both of them, know. JD. Crocky bit me. I mean, it's it's not like if you grab one, you can't grab the other one afterwards. It's maybe it's an order of operations, you know, like a mathematical thing. I would say just, you know, wrangling snakes. If a snake had two tails, you would want to grab them at the same time. That's all I'm saying. You Like, you start only grabbing one tail, you're just asking for trouble. So, okay. so what like I'm saying you grab both ends of the snake at the same time. So, when you grab a bull, do you grab it by one horn or do you grab it by the horns? Well, it depends on how strong you are. So well, I guess if you're Chuck Norris... The bull grabs you or something. I don't know. Anyway. So, so I need... The buck stops here. Yeah. So where do you, where do you guys stand on the grabbit thing? Like pro-grabbit, anti-grabbit? Mike, you you have feelings about this. So pro-grabbit, anti-grabbit? Grabbits um, have rights too? I, I don't think I'm anti-grabbit, but I don't think I'm pro-grabbit either. I think I'm on the middle in the middle of the road where I say... If this grabbit is a food source, I will use it as such and um, treat it as such, but I'm not going to go exterminate them, but I'm not going to let them overpopulate the world and um, and destroy the world either. So, You're a conservative grabbit hunter is what you're saying. So you're I the lukewarm so. milky fluid that uh, is useless. I'm, uh, I'm the guy that... Um, I keeps the two sides. Are you gonna? Are you gonna get off uh, the fence? I don't know. Mike, what or I, you, am. Or you I don't know. I don't think. I <clears throat> don't be scared. No, I'm. I'm. I'm right where I am. I'm just free your mind. All right. I'm the free watcher. I'm the mind. watcher on the wall. I am the shield that guards the realms of men. So. All right. I don't know what that's from. If that's Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, but Devin, where do you stand? <laughs> I am. I'm. I'm part of the TRA. All right. What is it? Trust's Rifle the Association. Okay, that's <laughs> we not are the most the creative name. Opposite side. Hey, I didn't create this. I, I'm not right. saying you did. I'm not but saying I you did. But I am siding with it. And uh, yeah, no, that's the side I chose in this battle. So that's, that's the hill you, you'll die on then. That's the hill you'll yes. die on. Yes. I'm dying on this hill. JD, do you have a grabbit preference? This, this, isn't, this is excellent. Riveting. Hope you're all there. Man, you guys are getting your money's worth today. That's right, they are. Well, it's free. Let's, let's so, keep. Let's yeah, keep. T- they yeah, are. they're still. Let's let's keep talking about it. It's good. Right. JD will tell us, and then we'll move on, Mike, and then you can yeah, tell us how you really feel um, about the grabbits. So, just based off of uh, my experience with actual wildlife in real life, I'm going to say I'm probably for the TRA because, ah, oh, man, like I, I I looked at one of the screenshots of a grabbit like before we started recording and. Good God, those things are terrifying, and I would want to shoot one in the face well, if, it, if it came on my property. 
You, mo- you mean Jake. those really fluffy, cuddly, huggable? Have you seen the picture they have of those things? Things have that you just, seen their nightmare eyes? They love you with all twelve eyes looking back at you, and all six hands just wrap oh, around no, you in a warm no, embrace. Thank you. Maybe they no, like choke you to death with their tails. And they squeeze the. Anyway, JD, I'm curious anyway. what happened to you in your life that you like had a run in with animals, and now you think they should all die. Oh, we don't want to go there, Steve. Fair enough. We're gonna move on. <laughs> they named the mascot for the Gravits is Steve the Gravit, so I have to decide for Steve the Gravits. I don't know why they named him after me, but whatever. Anyway, that's the thing. Go on to Twitter. Go fight the good fight. Fight, you know, battle the Gravits or whatever. Do what you got to do. But guys, we have actually got a couple new screenshots that we need to talk about. Mike Gamble has been on Twitter and he's been on there in force. And I think him and Ben Irving have a contest to see who can get the most likes on Twitter. So, like for some reason, Ben went with Devin's plan to show pictures of kitchens, and Mike was like, "I'll just show <laughs> pictures of the game, and we'll see how that goes." But uh, obviously, my plan is way better to show pictures of the kitchen. So and, and with that, before we get into the pictures, so Mike Gamble and Ben Irving have announced that they are going to do a live stream on the first of November. So we don't yeah, know exactly exciting. what time that's going to start. I mean, this is probably the most exciting news that we've received in a really long time. So they did say they are going to announce it before, ahead of time so people can prepare for it. But midnight to midnight, yeah, they are going to announce twenty-four it. hours straight. That I don't know if that's going to happen. Probably not, but. <laughs> Either way, even if I'm, I'm guessing it'll probably be an hour long stream, and they'll do some voiceovers. Mike said they were going to grab a build. Um, I don't know if he was talking about a build of his javelin or if they were going to actually talking about a build of the game that they were going to be loading <laughs> no. up. But um, I'm guessing it's a build of the game, and he's hoping it doesn't crash. Yeah, it'll probably oh, crash. Man. I mean, that's we kind of expect these things to crash, but whatever. It's going to happen. So this is going to be pretty exciting. This is going to happen the first of November. We were actually planning on having an interview with John at this time, but because of this um, talking with those guys, we decided to push it back. That way, if there are different questions or anything that comes up from the live stream, we'll be able to ask John afterwards. So we're going to get that scheduled and, and locked down. And More to talk about. There'll be more to talk about instead of talking to him and then having, you know, a lot of the stuff that we talk about, he might not be able to to discuss, but after the live stream, there'll be a lot more to talk about. So also this Friday, October 26th, um, we're going to there. Well, we are not, but Anthem is going to do another Ask Me Almost Anything About Anthem live from Paris Games Week. So I don't know if they're going to actually be at Paris Games Week. Um, Bioware doesn't have a booth on the map to be over there. So I don't know exactly. Either way, they're going to be over there and they're going to be talking about about Is there an EA booth. There's not an EA booth either, not hmm. from one that I can see from the floor plan. I don't know if they're going to be showing other stuff. I mean, Battlefield. I would assume that they're going to be showing off because it's pretty close to release. But I didn't see anything on the floor plan unless it's part of some other stage where they're going to be showing stuff which is also possible so i mean that's coming friday so that'll be pretty soon we'll get a lot of that information out so other than that guys so mike gamble first um picture that he showed us was a picture of an interceptor javelin going and repairing two ranger javelins that have been downed in a map and Mike, can you describe kind of the layout of this map for our audio listeners only? I'm sure they've seen the the photo. Um, we'll post it on the website, but can you give those that haven't seen it a description of what we're seeing here in this first picture? All right. So front and center, we've got some geometry, a nice big rock. As we look into the distance, um, is a doorway to I'm I'm sorry, I fell over the rock. 
I'm going to guess that it is a doorway to our objective. So we've kind of taken some cover. The Rangers have at least. have taken some cover behind the rock. They look like they've been damaged. I've got lava, maybe some lava um, kind of tri trickling out of this doorway maybe. There's water to the left, maybe some lava to the right. Um, so this is a, a very active, very violent environment. And it looks like there are two javelins kind of center stage or downstage uh, middle and they're they're down they're they need to be repaired and we've got a great big icon on top of us saying repair in progress and there's an interceptor in the middle not sure if the interceptor is having anything to do with the repair in progress or if they're just running through the uh running through our screenshot um we do think that this is a ranger's perspective because of the way that everything is oriented because we're looking down the back of a ranger um how third person would be if we were looking at the interceptor, we would suspect that we would be turned around looking the other way, unless we have other camera controls that that um, I don't think anybody has ever talked about. But maybe there is a way to kind of look around without um, looking down your third person view. Who knows? Um, and it looks like there's three or I'm sorry, two rangers down and they're repairing themselves. Yeah, I think I think from the tweet, um, Mike said that the interceptor is actually doing the repairing. Okay. On the ranger, yeah. Um, unless yeah. I'm um, mistaken about that. So, but. so repair taking the place of revive kind of things for those of us who are, I mean, just another revive your teammate kind of thing. Yeah, I, I would think that that's yeah. exactly what this is. Yeah. But the the interesting that I thing that I see, like I don't, we can't see this in action. I don't know if the interceptor is actually doing some sort of repair animation, or if they're just standing near the ranger and all you have to do is hold a button. In order to be repaired? Well, in the center of the icon, you see the D-pad, right? Yeah, it looks like a D-pad, or I don't know if that's like the universal plus sign for health. Well, maybe it maybe it has something to do with the D-pad. Maybe you have, there's a there's a key sequence. Because um, it looks like it looks like the arrows going out could maybe be like a bar, a timer bar, maybe, and then there's there's obviously then the zeros underneath. So maybe maybe the repair sequence hasn't started yet, which is why every the way which is why nothing is populated. So maybe when you start pushing that button, those arrows fill up, and maybe your numbers start to climb on how much of a repair you've given you've given said um, teammate. So there's actually really kind of a lot of stuff to unpack in this image that um, just by looking at it, you're like, oh, you're just repairing, but there could be a lot of stuff here. What do you yeah. think? What do you think, Devin? I still think, you know, I have it up here on the on the stream. It'll be on the video as well. But um, <clears throat> that that uh, ranger on the left just looks really weird. <laughs> and It looks like a bumblebee like or like a wasp carcass. Does it look kind of like all bent up and junk? It, yeah, it, it like, does look bent up. It looks like there's more um, appendages on the front of that thing than there should be. Than there's supposed to be. <laughs> Even when I zoomed in, I'm like zoomed in really far. And it's like, I don't. I can't tell what's going so is, on. So is it on its knees? Yeah, they're both on their knees and like on their they're kind of kneeling down, they're doing the superhero three point okay. landing. landing type thing. But they're they're down basically. They're downed and need repaired. Right. I'm guessing you know, like you're saying, the repair is the same as like revive because instead of them being you know a person, they're in a javelin suit that needs right, to be repaired. Right, because it's not so the pilots can... that need to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, because right now we, like you said, Mike, it looks like the arrows pointing outwards. Those could be something where I don't know if they light up like you know tail lights on a car, where they right. start of the start on the inside and they work their way out. Then we've got the four zeros on the bottom of it. The first zero is lit up red. I don't know if that's like a countdown. Is it a count up? Is it how many repairs you can do? Is it you have to put in a four digit passcode in order to unlock your javelin? Which, you know, like thinking about it, it's like, you know, if you were out here in a javelin alone and someone comes and tries to steal your javelin, would they be able to open the javelin up or are those things password protected? Um, nothing to do with reviving. That was just a random thought. There's no passwords. There's no right. passwords because there's no microchips. But I mean, this. But I mean, for- it could be a lock system, though. And that's that's kind of an interesting that would be like a, a, a little side nuance to the javelins that. Because you're right, now that you think about it, you know, someone from the Dominion comes up behind you, opens your suit to your javelin and pulls you out. You know, that could be an issue. So you have to lock it somehow. And since everything's mechanical here, it'd be it'd be an actual mechanical lock that someone could train themselves and learn how to pick. So yeah. so maybe I don't know. I mean, I think I think we're over speculating at that point. Correct. Um, it was just it was just a random thought that popped in my head. Is like, how do you protect yourself from getting you know hijacked? Do you need like the the club for a javelin or a boot that you were going to put on this thing? But also a parking boot. A parking boot. From the ranger's perspective, there's also nothing else. Like the UI is completely turned off. With this thing is up. I don't know if this was a cropped image and the UI on the sides is hidden, or when you're down, you just don't see anything at all because we don't have weapons. We don't have a radar on here. It looks like there is some sort of radar around the yellow circle where there's a couple of dots. I don't know if that's indicating where enemies are or where other people are, but um, oh, I, I, see, I see where you're looking. Yeah, I think it'd be we'd get a lot more information if we were actually seeing it active, and we probably will when Mike dies a lot um, during yeah, the live stream. So we'll yeah, probably he's talking about gamble. A lot. He's oh, talking yeah. about gamble, Devin, not gamble. Me. Gonna, I mean, that's I'm gonna mess you up. Obviously, you know, gonna happen quite often for yeah. you when we play. <laughs> but, but talking about the the environment itself, just, the inv- just called you out, Mike. Just yeah. called you out. The environment <laughs> actually looks to me like this is part of the unfinished part of the planet. It looks like you know this. They're building up parts of the land. There's lava. This is probably going to solidify. It's going to turn into rock features. Um, I mean, there's a wall back there that's opening that looks like there's a wall of lava coming out. So I don't know if, like Mike said, if the objective is back there or if this is just part of the world that hasn't been, um, it's not ready yet. So, yeah, it'll be, it looks cool though. It's sweet. I can't wait till they show, you know, actually direct feed screenshots. So JD, you haven't said anything about this screenshot. What do you think about this? Or or anything in the last 20 minutes? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I am experiencing some internet issues right now, so it's a little oh, man. touch and go. No but, one has to know about um, that, though. Yeah. Uh, but, like I was saying before the before the thing started, like, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, other, like, revive screens, and it, it, it doesn't appear that you can, like, fire back while you're being revived or anything like that, or I'm not even sure if you can move around. However, it could just be something that pops up as, um as a ally is reviving early, like when we there the moment you go down, like because the third time JD, it, it sounds like you need a revive, really. JD. <laughs> <Do> you... <laughs> so, let's go revive him. Oh no. We can did, revive did you. Did I go all robot Oh you did go all robot. You just we went can build down him again. better. 
And I'm hearing myself. Maybe talk, no video. Maybe if, if since your internet's yeah. Let, let me let me just do all voice. right. And then I could cut all this stuff out as we troubleshoot this whole now? thing. That sounds good. No robot. That sounds great. Cool. So now you can. Give I'm just gonna your, leave it all in on the, on the YouTube. So. Yeah, so am I. I'm not gonna go back and cut that out. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think this is? Professional podcast. <laughs> all right, JD. Tell us again. What were you saying? Woo. Any day now, JD. All you, man. Can you hear us, JD? Right now, like there you go. JD. We uh, we seem to have lost JD. We will continue working on that. When um, we'll let you know his update when he gets back to us. So uh, revive screens. There's they're confirmed. Gonna have them. So um, we will have them. So then after Mike we'll dropped this, him. after Mike dropped this revive screen and like Ben Irving didn't you know fire back with a cool screenshot i think he posted another screenshot of a kitchen or something mike posts another image of something that we haven't seen before this is an area that i i don't i can't tell if this is that area that we saw in the 2017 um image of fort tarsus where the four javelins are up there or if this is what we're calling or what what we've heard is the forge because it looks very similar when they walked up to that platform so here we have an image um there's a new NPC female character that is up front and center. Um, the, the caption that Mike sent out on the Twitter says this. He says, today's unapproved, unofficial desktop screenshot. I really want to talk to Zoe, but literally, literally everyone is welding. Also, there's my storm. So he dropped a picture, and there's this red storm in the back um, on one of these platforms looking like that's maybe where they get worked on. That's where they get recharged. Um, that's where maybe we can paint them. I don't know if this is the forge or not. I'm guessing this is probably the forge where things um, where we can change how our javelin looks. We can change the cosmetics, change all that gear and stuff that we're going to be collecting. But this is a very cool red and white javelin. Um, this is the first time we've seen the storm javelin in some different color. I think we might have seen it a little bit in the EA play trailer. But very faintly. Um, but this is the first time we've even seen a red javelin, actually. And it looks pretty sweet. There's um, no, I don't see seals. You know, those seals. On the, I see the, the seals. The seals are on the arm. So, well, I mean, they're not round like they were. Yes, they are. Come on. 3D image. They're there. They're not round. They are round. <laughs> so Do you need my glasses, Mike? <laughs> for those of us, for those of you who cannot see this image, Devin is wrong. I am right. There are no. seals on the arm. The only yes, thing that we are missing. Hey, Devin, I'm talking now. I'm not round. The only thing. Hey, I'm talking right now. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that seems to be missing is the cape. Do you see the cape? Yeah, it's on the uh, left shoulder there. It's behind the gun. No, okay, so, th- yeah, there's definitely not a cape in this image. It's right there. Right there. <laughs> maybe it's you just see it hooked up on the left shoulder right there. Maybe it's just a smaller cape. Um, but that's a cool-looking uh, cool red, uh, white, javelin. It's getting so, welded. So a couple of the things that we see in here. We, so we do see that, you know, whatever those seals are, um, we see that there's they've got the circles on them um, on the right arm. We also see that this thing has two guns. It looks like there's some sort of they, – they're either circles or they're um, hexagons or whatever because we've seen a couple different shapes from some of the other concept art that we've seen about the storm. So this one actually has – it looks like some sort of, you know, single-shot weapon on its left side. And then it also looks like it has an SMG on the right side. So it is holding a couple different types of weapons that we really haven't seen. But So you will be able to have your weapons displayed while you're in the forge. 
where that cape is. I don't know, maybe Devin's right that there is a cape there, but I'm not seeing a cape at all on this thing. But, I mean, really cool shot. We've got a picture of this NPC. This is probably someone that we're going to be talking to a lot to initiate, you know, going in there and getting these things changed. Maybe the main mechanic on our javelins. You guys think, we know Halleck's a mechanic that works on the striders, but, you know, maybe just... So he's he could be the strider mechanic, then this will be the... This will be the, uh, the, the mechanic of the fort, yeah. Yeah, maybe. And, I mean, this could be this could be in the fortress of Dawn. For all we know, and and this could be. I mean, it could very well be in the fortress of Dawn. We don't know that, but anything else? Uh, I know Mike hey, says Jenny's that. Back. Can, I know Mike says they can't hear anything because of the welding. I mean, welding's loud, but it's not that loud, Mike. You can probably talk when someone's doing some welding. Just don't want to stand. It's actually close. not. It's not very loud, is it? Welding isn't loud. Eh, not really. It's very loud. <laughs> it's not that loud. Welding, though. welding. It is when you're in a building. It's right. bright. Okay, yeah, when you're in a building. Don't stare at the weld, but you just keep your yeah, mask on. don't stare at the weld. Jenny, keep can you hear us? Keep your mask on. <laughs> Peligroso es mi nombre medio. JD, I don't think, is going to be able to... Uh... Return. Is he going to return? Can you hear us, JD? I see your video feed. You this can is hear us, but this you is don't this touch. is fantastic radio. I love it. All right. This is this so is. so moving on. Then we got another image. So this we got three screenshots in the matter of a couple of days, and this is one of the things that we've been talking about for a really long time. That this is the kind of stuff that we do want to be seeing out of the team. If they're not going to be showing, you know, vid docs, if they're not going to be giving us, you know, accurate information on a website that's updated frequently. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we want to see, you know, random shots in the game while you're playing of interesting things that we haven't seen. So I believe this shot actually came from Emily. Um, I think Emily is one of the gameplay designers on Anthem. Um, that's her Twitter handle. I don't know Emily's last name, but you can follow her. I think she's Domino on, on Twitter. But we have a picture of a Grabbit that is overlooking this vista that looks like there's an outcropping on this mountain we've got a couple of rings that are just sitting there on the edge they're overgrown with some foliage we've got trees we've got huge mountains in the distance i don't know if these are like some of those floating mountains that we're going to be seeing but the skyscape looks great um i mean it almost looks like the the clouds are modeled after actual you know real life skyscapes like they do and i think they did that in forza horizon um, they actually recorded clouds in the sky and that's what they put into the game. So, yep. So great looking shot of a grab it. I mean, they're weird looking things. I still can't tell if they've got like bottom mandibles and a beak in the middle of their head because we haven't seen one like straight on. They do have two tails. They got the feelers for ears. I mean, these are weird looking creatures. Like, I mean, and we're supposed to, there's still a lot of creatures that we haven't seen. So, you know, up close grab it is pretty cool. If we can get like, up close of those wolves that we've seen, up close of the wyverns, you know, f flying and not just breathing fire down our back. It'd be cool to see a lot of these creatures because they've got some really cool creature design. I mean, it, it's weird. It's like, hey, let's put a shrimp and a rabbit together and let's give it a beak. And then, you know, we'll see how many people actually, you know, like these things. You, I don't think you can make a plushie grab it. There's kangaroo legs. Yeah, kangaroo legs. So pretty interesting what kind of, stuff. Uh, what, do you think this is from like a console? Um the textures look pretty low resolution to me, but and I don't know if this is direct feed or not. I'm guessing like this is like a screenshot that was down res and then uploaded to Twitter. So I'm guessing it's not very high resolution. 
at all. So, I mean, even even the picture that we got from Mike Gamble um, with the javelin is pretty low resolution. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to tell. Unofficial <laughs> images, as he likes to say. Yeah, I mean, Unof- if, unofficially approved, uh, non-approved. <laughs> like someone walking by, just taking pictures while people are working on their computer screen. So it's not like it's you know. 4k or or anything like that but it's pretty cool to see these regardless even if they are like 720p sideways angle like they used to do back in the day um i mean this this is the stuff that we want to see right now i mean next week we're going to be getting actual live um gameplay which we'll definitely not complain about but you know i love seeing the screenshots of all this different stuff i mean we got a whole new npc that we didn't know anything about before now has a name so you know, it's cool information. I'm glad that that they're releasing this stuff. All right, before we move on, anything, any comments on Zoe, the red, the red storm, the grab? Can you guys hear me? Steve, the grab? We can hear. Hey, you. we can hear Judy. Hey. Oh God, that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the red storm looks awesome, guys. Excellent. What about the grab? It. What do you think about the grab? It. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire. All right. We can definitely do that. Maybe you can. I don't know. Maybe you can't kill gravity. There's a Colossus that has a fire, a flamethrower on it. Yeah, and I think only the Colossus can use a flamethrower, as far as we know so far. All right. Questions from Twitter. Mark Dare is still answering questions from from, from Twitter. I almost called it Twitter. We'll call it Mark <laughs> Twitter. So, Ayukatuk, Ayukut uh, asks Mark if there will be friendly fire in the game. Mark responded, not right now. What are your thoughts on friendly fire? Maybe for, oh, so Mark says not right now. So the question to you guys is, what are your thoughts on friendly fire? First of all, Mike, your thoughts on having friendly fire in Anthem? No. All right, Devin, your thoughts on friendly fire in Anthem? No, thanks. JD? Kill it with fire. All right. So, yeah, I mean, none of us want friendly fire. I don't. Some people have made the comment that, you know, it, creates a a different more it makes it a more tactical game when you actually have to worry about where your people are positioned also but i think that just makes the game less fun because then you're having to worry about something that you know you want to be shooting at your enemies but then you also want to be tracking where your people are that just doesn't sound like a fun game it sounds like frustration like battle toads whenever you can kick whenever you could hit each other back in the original snes game or the arcade game that's not fun you just end up hating people so so I have a story I can tell you, a current story. Fire, I love right? stories. So there's a new game just came out. has a Battle Royale mode. Uh, lots of people are playing it. <laughs> and uh, there is friendly fire in this Battle Royale blackout mode. right? And uh, they don't tell you until you have to just find this out on your own. And It doesn't um, tell you friendly fire is on at all? No. And they said none of us could find. Uh, but we're just like, yeah, so we've, we've killed each other multiple times. Uh, <laughs> or we've downed the, our teammates. Like, um, I mean, it is difficult because you're trying to kill the enemy, but at the same time, it's like, oh, crap, there's somebody, you know, we're, you know, positioning ourselves and we don't want to shoot the other people. And so it does make things more difficult and yes well it can be more realistic for specific type of games uh when you're playing you know kind of a sci-fi fantasy ish game when you're in javelin exosuits uh you know i don't really see the point of having friendly fire on because you're just gonna get blown up all the time 
So especially if you can reposition yourself as quickly as you can flying, it's like you're, how are you going to be able to keep track of where everyone's at? You're just not going to be I'm, able to. I mean, it's funny when you kill one of your teammates or your friends, you know. Um, but I mean, I, I would just grief you guys all the time. So right, you and, do anyway. And then you jump into free play where there's three other people that you don't know. And you're trying yeah. to get stuff done, and they find you, and they start murdering you over and over and over again. So you can't do anything until you're forced to leave. I mean, that's just—it's yeah. just not a great idea. Like, I think it would be fine if you know if you get shot by another player, and you know maybe there's a rumble or a tiny little, you know, an indicator that you got shot, but it doesn't do any damage. That's fine because that's a good way to get people's attention or something. It's always fun to yeah. shoot at your teammate, but it's never fun to actually kill your teammate because. That doesn't make any sense. So I hope they never do this. And I think it would be a terrible <laughs> idea for the game if they did. So, yep. Denzel M asks If I get disconnected in a stronghold that was match made, can I rejoin? And Mark says, Yes, you can. In a certain amount of time, you'll be able to join back, which is good to know. So you're not just going to get kicked out and get replaced automatically. You'll have time to hopefully reset your router, reset your PlayStation 4 that goes down all the time. Just kidding, guys. Just hold, hold the emails, PlayStation <laughs> owners. So it, it's, you know, that's one Rusty's of those quality. Gonna let you have it on the discord. Yeah. That's one of those quality of life <laughs> things that that should be expected. You should have time to be able to come back in if something happens. So Alan center PT asks, are the combos based on interactions of elements between them? Or is it a gear thing? For example, the multi-mortar seems to combo with all without an apparent element on it. Mark replied, it's mainly a gear thing. Some things can prime a target while other things can detonate a target. All right, so this, you know, to me, this sounds like this is probably going to be another keyword. I don't know if each individual weapon is going to say, you know, primer, combo primer, or combo detonator. But this is one of those things that I think, you know, it's going to make the end game a lot more deeper when you're going for weapons that can prime a combo and you're going for weapons that can detonate a combo. I think this also makes sense when you are playing solo that if you have a, you know, your primary gun is a primer and then your secondary gun can actually detonate those combos and makes it so you don't have to have another person with you in order to pull off a combo when you're fighting something. You use your weapons, you use your abilities, and then you detonate those combos, making it so that, you know, it's a huge benefit to get a combo when you're playing with someone, but you can also pull that off when you're playing by yourself. Yeah. I like it. I mean, in past uh, Bioware games, they usually have like a description in the ability that tells you what will prime a combo and what will detonate a combo. Um, I, if, Devin, since you played Mass Effect Andromeda, like you probably saw some of this in some of the ability descriptions. But um, usually they, they have a pretty good way of letting you know. But I think it's very interesting how the uh, physical effects and elements kind of blend together in this, uh, this fashion. For Anthem, at least. Yeah, and I and I played Mass Effect Andromeda for 24 hours, and I don't think I ever read a single weapon description in that game. I didn't even know you could change weapons. It was difficult because everything was under so many layers of user. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just... That's why I'm glad, you know, whenever I uh, see certain individuals that are in our Discord that are playing... Uh, Anthem that work for on the UI that they're constantly testing it, tweaking it. And I'm hoping, you know, that you don't have to go through so many layers to get to the content, to get to the information and uh, that it's, it's there and easy for us to see and understand. 
So, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for a game like Anthem, because we know we're not going to be swapping gear in the field. I mean, you know, how, you know, in a game where you have to swap, you know, those weapons need to be what? Two button pushes away in order to swap and actually read something if you're going to change it. But if we're only changing in the Strider and in the Fort, I mean, how many, you know, we're going to have time to look through and decide what we're going to take. So I would assume, well, I mean, you I, still I want meant, that easy, but. I meant ability descriptions, and I think I said ability descriptions. If I said weapon descriptions, then I apologize. No, no, uh, that's, on, that's like, fine, JD, because, because even ability descriptions or weapon descriptions in that game, for like someone that was onboarding into Mass Effect Andromeda for the first time, I was lost for hours. I didn't even the know. UI was not a strong point. I didn't even know <laughs> that, you know, you couldn't swap weapons in the field coming from other games other shooters where you're like yeah you pick this up you hold x you throw the other one down you pick this one up you know i had no idea that i couldn't even switch weapons like so you know you got to make that pretty clear to someone that's never played a bioware game before that you know these are the systems that they have and they've got to be easy to access because if they're not you know then you're going to be picking up weapons you're like i don't even know what this weapon does i'm not gonna you know i don't even know how to switch weapons some for the majority of the of the time i was playing that game so hopefully these things are like hey you know big bold words primer big bold words detonator or whatever the the verbiage is going to be on that so any other comments on prime detonate ultra prime mega prime no optimist dude's haunch asks uh mark you're the creative you're the executive producer on anthem why can't you just push the date to release early january what are you guys still working on exactly and mark says uh lots of things how do you think these things work i think mark has like almost reached the breaking point of being on twitter i mean you just it's been a really long time and i'm surprised he lasted this long to kind of start letting little snarky comments into into the answers which you know man that's got to be, that's a lot of work to be answering all these questions constantly every day in and out while you're doing you know a ton of other work that marks is probably doing on the game so good on mark for still not like you know biting off the heads of a couple of people that are asking him if you know if there's a character creator in in anthem so yeah i mean it's hard i mean they have the website with information but i don't i mean how else we i mean we've talked about this a bunch of times of how they can get that information out there. Um, you know, I mean, you can go to the website, look it up, and I, I don't know why people aren't looking things up. They just, they're just like, I can't be bothered to look anything up or just give me the answer now. Is there a beta? I mean, I think it's because there's like the precedent has been set that if you want Anthem information, you go to Twitter, right? Because that's where, mm-hmm. that's where everything started after EA play. Um, Mark started answering questions and he hasn't stopped and there hasn't yeah. been like there's you can try to compile all of that but he's answering sure. so many questions and so many things are being asked multiple times that unless someone from the Anthem team actually you know does a full FAQ or Twitter questions answered and actually posts it on the website and Mark starts referring people to that I mean then they're yeah. just going to keep going to Twitter I mean if Mark would say you know here's a link this is where I've answered everything. Go there. Then they're just going to keep coming and they're going to keep asking them because people now expect to be answered. There's a lot yeah. of people on Twitter that have said, you know, I've asked this multiple times. I'm going to ask it again. So they're obviously not getting the hint the first seven times that they're asking whether, you know, the name of the planet is Miris. 
I mean, I just assume if we answer the question, you don't get an answer, then, you know, they can't answer you or, you know. I mean, he has right at the top pinned reasons why we might not answer your question, you know, and. uh, Yeah, I I just don't think people are even looking at his main uh, at his main Twitter profile, because that's the only place you would see that. If you actually click on Mark Dara, if you just go onto Twitter and you type, you know, at Mark Dara, you can ask any question you want without even looking at what he's answered before. So unless he says, you know, refer to this document for all answers, I'm not doing an AMA anymore on Twitter because, you know, we only have 121 days till this game ships, then people are just going to keep going there because that's the only place they know of. There's no, there hasn't been any articles about Anthem on Kotaku. There hasn't been anything on Game Informer, GameSpot, what other other webs um, articles there are. I think the last thing that I saw for Anthem was um, GameRant.com posted an article saying that um, Ben and Mike are going to do a live stream. And that's the only thing I've seen on Anthem for the longest time. There was a couple of interviews that they did when after PAX, but that's been it. Yeah, they had that uh, magazine article that came out weeks ago, and then that magazine actually just got shut down. Uh, yep. <laughs> And, and there wasn't a ton of information in there. Um, I mean, it, no, there, there was, was no, no new information in there. Yeah, there was no new information, but I mean, that was also before they hit alpha. So I'm sure there's a lot of things that they couldn't say. And depending on how the, you know, the pr- production of that magazine went, they could have been working on that story, you know, weeks before. Um, yeah. So they couldn't have, they didn't have anything new to share. So I don't know. It's it's hard. I, I'm glad that they're showing off. Um, you know, all these screenshots with a lot of other people in the team. Seems like a lot of the devs are getting active um, with the whole grab it, don't eat the grab it um, thing that's going on. And now with Mike and Ben coming out and doing, you know, a live stream, hopefully that thing keeps going. Maybe they do it a monthly thing. I mean, that's if it's monthly, that's only three more live streams until the game releases. I don't know if that's enough yeah. to get people interested, gets, you know, enough information out there that people actually know what the game is about, how it looks. We haven't seen anything about menus. We don't yeah. know what the inventory looks like. We don't know if it's autosave features, how that's going to work from checkpoints. I mean, there's still a ton that we don't know. I mean, we don't necessarily need to know everything, but it would be nice to, you know, know at least know what something. kind of game you are playing. So. Well, I mean, there's so many. If you look at other games, their community team is um, much more involved, and there's much more regularity. You know, like for the division, they have a weekly stream every week where they go over the current build and what's working in that build and what they're working on for the next build. And and they've been doing weekly streams for a long time um, before the game comes out, while the game's out. They're they're doing it all the time, and they're just constantly talking about it. And I guess that's kind of the main thing that's missing is there's not really – I mean, they have community managers. They have multiple community managers. But there's no, um, you know, just same message all the time. Here's here's what it's going to be. It's like you can log in there and it's like, well, maybe we'll get something from 15 different people that we're trying to follow. I mean, we, we follow everybody that we know is working on the game. And – uh to see if we can get any kind of information. And so I think that's one of the things that's lacking is with as little time as there's left, there's no uh, consistent place to go. Like you're saying, all they know is the Twitter and maybe asking Mark. So there's no consistent feed of information or answers from a community team, you know, management or, you know, community manager. So 
Right. And there's a lot of discords that people that a lot of the devs are on that are out there talking, yeah. but those discords are very, I mean, discord's pretty niche according, you know, yeah. discord is mostly for PC players that play PC games. Um, console, there's a lot of console players that never have a need for discord. So they don't even know like the utility of it. There's some that definitely do. I'm not saying that if you're only a console player, you don't know what discord is. That's not what I'm saying. But that's also a tiny little pocket of the players that are on these things that are getting those interactions. And if they're getting those yeah. interactions, you know, is that getting out to other people, you know, that have these questions? It, it's probably not because, I mean, it's just, like you said, like, where do you go and where are you going to get the consistent information that you really want? So, and they have a website yeah. for that. I mean, I would assume that, you know, they would keep that thing updated frequently and let us know when they change things and what they're changing at least to get the good all thing, that information out. <clears throat> dates would definitely help you know of you know when it's got updated. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Like updated on ten twenty four, and you don't even necessarily have to tell us what you updated, but if you at least tag it, we'll know that oh, this was updated on this date. Something's probably changed. That would be nice. But I don't know. But at this point, like we're so close now that the website, once the game goes live, that's the last we're ever going to look at the website. Right? There's no there's yeah. no other reason to look at the website once the game goes live. I mean, unless they start the reason to look at the website, they better not send us there to find <laughs> something else. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, unless they force the website, you know, yeah. upon us, then. So then, I, it, I mean, do they spend the time right now working on it when it's going to be obsolete? Like, how many sales will they get of the game for people going and looking at the website and looking at all the profiles of the ciphers, profiles of the javelins? Like, profiles of the javelins, yeah, I bet that would, that's probably a game seller because the javelins are front and center in Anthem. So having those things updated with gifts for, you know, everything that those javelins can do that make them different from each other, that's probably, you know, a pretty big selling point. You probably don't have to do that with the characters. You probably don't have to update progression and combat all that often. But, I mean, you have to... If someone does find themselves there, they have to have updated information on it. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's a it's a hard thing for them you to would, do. You would think so. I mean, you could all th- throw uh, you could throw all that stuff in the app too. Sorry, I was tripping over my words. You could throw that in the app too that we talked about last week. You know, put all that stuff in the app and get rid of the site. So, yeah, and and then you have to tell people about the app before the game gets released, so people are actually downloading it. Maybe you do that on a splash screen before you start up the game, but. I think I think I think in today's world you would assume that everything has an app. You don't assume that things don't have an app. Like I assume every game has an app. Like well, I, I mean, on, like I was, Red I was Dead Redemption Two comes out uh, in two days, and they only announced it like, two days ago that there's a companion app for it. Um, so I mean, there's there's a lot of people that hope for a companion app. I mean, I know, but, but that's what I'm saying. App. That's what I'm saying. Like in in our world today, when everything is done, not everything, most things are done on phones. You would yeah. expect there to be an app. I mean, I mean, what's the tagline? There's an app for that. Like there's an yeah. There's apps for everything. So there's an assume, movie, there's an app for my instant great, pot. So there is. I would assume that there because I think that's just a great a great avenue to get information out. Again, the companion app is just such a great idea to be able to do stuff real time in game while you're playing i mean it's it's just another it's another tool to help you you know it, it could be anyway i should say it could be it you're could a be tool mike that's what you are you're a tool i'm a i'm a complete jd what were you saying about it well i was mostly saying that like considering uh the games that i've played that have had companion apps i think i've maybe only used one of them and i used it so infrequently it 
but I was basically just not using the app. So, I mean, if as much as a lot, of, as much as a lot of games right now will seem to be putting out like companion apps, like I could also see the logic behind like a game developer just choosing not to make a companion app because it kind of feels like a, a waste of resources because most of the people that I play games with don't really use companion apps. Uh, the only one that I can think of that people have used the companion app for is really the one for Destiny. But yeah. like they had one for Fallout 4. I don't know of anyone who used it. Um, I believe like there was one for the division as well, but I don't remember knowing anybody who used it. I don't think there was one for the division. Yeah. If there was an app, it was only like it, it gave you information. I think that's a big issue with a lot of, I mean, when I, I talked a little bit about it on Reddit and there was uh, people who commented about, you know, companion apps that we talked about last week. And if it's not useful, people aren't going to use it. You know, right. and like you said, I mean, I use the Destiny app all the time when I play Destiny because I was always swapping my gear out, grabbing stuff from the vault or whatever, because I didn't want to have to go back to the tower to get my gear because that was a huge hassle in Destiny. You got to load a loading screen just to load into somewhere else, and just to it do was three seconds of stuff. Yeah. You so once do, they yeah. had that with the app, it was like, oh, let me swap my stuff out. And, you know, I mean, we talked about a lot of useful things that you could do with the companion app last week. And so I hope if they make a companion app, and there's been talk about it from the developers, uh, I hope they make it useful, you know, because or, or it will be like you're saying, JD, it will be a waste of time. So, Yeah, as long as you put the tools in there, if you build it, people will come. All right, so one thing that we want to do, so because Halloween is right around the corner and we are probably going to record our next episode on the first after the live stream, um, a lot of people are going to be carving pumpkins. So what we want to do as the Freelancer Codex, we are going to do a full game giveaway. Um, so what we want to see is we want to see your anthem-themed jack-o'-lanterns. So carve an anthem jack-o'-lantern, whether it's the face of a grabbit, whether it's the logo, a couple of, you know, maybe you model might gamble into a jack-o'-lantern i don't know what you're gonna do but you know we want to see those before we that'll just be a downed player that'll be that would be a broken jack-o'-lantern that's just rude devin don't don't throw mike under the bus like that so we want to see your your anthem themed um jack-o'-lantern before november 1st and we will pick someone someone's jack-o'-lantern on november 1st and then we will give them the choice of whether they want the a pc xbox or playstation version of the game and we will get them sent out to them. We will get them a digital copy of that game. That way, if someone wins over in Japan, we can do that whole transfer and we'll not have to ship a physical copy over to Japan. So yeah. so we'll let people do that. And do we want them to tweet a, tweet us the pictures or how, how should we have them send us the picture? That seems like the easiest thing. I mean, but if you want, we can do Twitter and Discord because we're just going to look through all of them and then decide we're going to decide between the four of us which one's the best, right? Yes, agreed. Between us four, so so, yeah, so, so you can either so email, yeah. So you can either email it to us at uh, freelancercodex at gmail dot com. You can shoot it to us on Twitter, or you can shoot it over on our Discord. You can join our Discord on the website. There's a link there that you can join up. So we'll announce, we'll put that out. We'll put it out on Twitter for people so they have plenty of time to get a pumpkin, carve something, and then. You know, chances are, hey, you know, if not a lot of people enter and you enter, a good chance that you might win. So get that pumpkin in before November 1st, and then we'll talk about all that new live stream stuff that we're going to be seeing. So very cool. Guys, 
I think that's it. I mean, this has been episode 58 yeah. of the Freelancer Codex podcast. 58 episodes. How long have we been talking about this game? I can't believe there's more of this stuff that we can talk about each and How every time. How is it even possible? So hopefully we'll get John on in the future. Back to the beginning. Yeah, we'd like to talk to a bunch of other people. I'd like to see if we can get Jen on or Kathleen. Um, Kathleen doesn't even have a Twitter account, so I don't even know how to get a hold of Kathleen Rusart <laughs> to talk about stories. So until we next time, guys, we'll there's a grabbit on the horizon. We'll see you on the other side. I grab it. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>